Hi. Okay. The reason I say it like that is for a couple reasons now. Oh boy, it's it's been a very long day. Um, we just did an entire intro, and I forgot to hit the record button. So I wanted to start off this week's movie music Mondays uh, like Ross did at the beginning of Friends, and it's just a very like hi because. I like I everything I just said I have to say again and I feel like I did it perfectly considering the circumstance. Yeah. Um anyway, we're recording this on Easter Sunday, um, right before this week's installment. So I hope everybody had a great Easter. We all we all hope you guys did for the second time saying it for <laughs> us. <laughs> Shut up. Spent either with family, friends, or just by yourself. Um I know personally for me it was just a nice kind of little break from work so very nice we had a very nice day with a bunch of our friends uh volleyball basketball just hanging out and everything so it was some good quality time so um but it was just a very long day so I'm very tired so that's why I started it off the way that I did well there's another reason why um yeah but <laughs> I'm just very tired I was this close to going to sleep but Thomas knocked on my door and basically was like, hey, we got to release this episode. So. Oh, I just knocked on his door and left because I saw he was asleep. Yeah, he gave up. But <laughs> um, we're still going to do it anyway because we're professionals and that's just what we do. Um, but where did I go with this before I had to start it? You're talking about why. Oh, okay. So the whole, basically the explanation as to why we didn't have an episode out last week. Um, the recorder... That we use. I don't know if you guys can see it. This bad boy. Um, I guess the SD card that I initially bought for it has been working, for the most part, without flaw for us up until Jade's episode. Um, but right before Jade's episode came out, there was just like a slew of issues and I was trying to edit it. And it was just a complete headache. Um, and then we record. We actually, we recorded. It ain't this something. We recorded what we're about to talk about. A whole like 50 minutes worth of content and I went in to edit it and put it out for you guys and it was just completely broken like the audio from this thing the camera is fine like the camera has been doing really good things for us also our last episode with Jade I think it was the Jade episode has uh, 90 views on now YouTube? on YouTube wow. which Thank you very much, you guys, for um, looking Thanks, at it. I know that maybe like a week of absence, just everybody <laughs> went back and looked at Jade's episode. Probably, they're like, where's the episode? Where's the episode? Um, but she was really cool, and it was really great to meet her. So, Jade, if you're listening, thank you again for being on last week, or two weeks ago now, I guess. But, yeah, so editing was just a complete nightmare. Um, I wanted to fix the problem and not just produce another episode that was just super like, so We figured out what the problem was. Yeah, so I know the end of the Jade episode was kind of like, fractured but this time we figured it out um i guess the sd card i bought was just good for how long we used it for and then it just like got completely fried just about it was just the wrong sd card we were using a micro one and use a sd micro reader to record so like it basically just shot itself in the head and just was tired of our okay BS. well maybe we described that in a different way sorry it just was done with our BS, basically. So Yeah, it, we, it said, I, I'm a head out. Yeah, um, basically. So uh, we invested in a, a regular SD card with 128 gigs. So Correct. Um, all the jokes that I make about Thomas just funding the upload 
ability for the podcast. He bought the SD card, so yeah. let's give a, a round of applause for. Uh, I knew he had a headache, so I was like, I don't think he wants any more headaches with money too. I was thinking, I was like, dang, should I just say, bro, do you mind like getting this for us? And then he just sent me a screenshot of it. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Well, you're lucky because there's a two for one deal because it was only like twenty bucks for two SD cards, and I already needed a new one for my camera anyway so yeah so everything worked out in the end but the moral of it was we recorded this entire thing that we're about to get started and we couldn't use any of it so this is take two of recording our review for an album and hopefully when we go back through it everything is a-okay which Mm, is funny considering wow. the album that we're about to talk about. Uh, I see what you um, did there. I see what you did. That's uh, so why I get the big bucks. All right. Um, <laughs> so this week was an album, and the one that was selected was the album TV by Ty... Verdez. Is it Verdez? Okay, because the first time we did this, I pronounced his name wrong. So Ty Verdez, and the album is called TV. Um, this was suggested by the... <laughs> Phenomenal Lucy Jung, um, a friend of the show and Craig Nader's girlfriend. So what? you guys um, have heard Lucy. You haven't seen her, but I mean the one that you didn't know it was her on campus. Yes. So <laughs> before we before we start with this funny story, so Lucy recently dyed her hair red, um, and I was leaving class one day and I saw what I thought was you, Lucy, on campus, but I was. But I saw the red hair, and I was like, oh, that's not Lucy, because Lucy was blonde, right, when I met her, I think? Yeah, that's the wrong guy. Um, so I just, like, kept walking, and I texted Craig, and I was like, does Lucy have red hair? I said, no, I said, does Lucy Jung have red Like, I used your full name. <laughs> I was like, does Lucy have red hair? And Craig was like, yes. And I said, well, that's awkward, because I just walked past <laughs> So if I see you again now, Lucy, from going forward, then I will say something to you, because I didn't know it was you. But... Um, to uh, to make up for it, we're reviewing your suggestion this week. Even though it was supposed to be last week, but we're reviewing your suggestion. So, without further ado, let's get into it. We're six minutes in, and we haven't talked about the album yet. So, Honestly, that's good, because we're making up for time last week. True. Um, I am trying to be professional, because this time I actually have handwritten notes down. Um, I don't. If I didn't mention this, we are kind of... We did not listen to the album again before making this review. We listened to it once before, two weeks ago, when we originally made our video. Um, so, full disclosure, we're kind of going based off of memory, but Thomas and I both have played some songs from this album throughout the week. So. And I, I also like listened to him before. Like I've listened to Ty Verdez and this album, well, some, some parts of the album before actually doing this review. So Yeah, so... Um, if it sounds kind of sometimes like we don't know what we're talking about, welcome to Perspective, but also <laughs> um, it's just because we <laughs> the entirety of the album we haven't heard in two weeks, but we are going to do the best yeah. we can, and I still have my notes. So, um, But yeah, so getting started um, with the notes that I have, and in the first take that we did, Thomas didn't really talk that much, but if he remembers, then... Perhaps oh, but we'll we're not going to talk that much, anyways. But I'm just sweet. joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, so the album starts out with a song called "Real World," mm -hmm. and so there's one tone for the first. What did I say it was? The first, um, about three or four songs in the album. It has, in my mind, it has one message, 
and then it skips to a different message. Um, so the beginning to start off the album is a song called Real World. And essentially it just talks about kind of because Ty Verdez is he's pretty young. He's like 22, 23. He's a pretty young he, guy. He's a college dropout, yeah. Yeah, so it talks about school and it talks about um, basically like the world wants you to put a bunch of value into this piece of paper, which is a bunch of joke that college students like ourselves included and just people that just got out of high school and a high school diploma. It just talks about people want you to put value into a piece of paper when really you're just kind of like worth so much more than that. And he just talks about how he kind of like deviates from the norm about, hey, the world wants me to be this way, but it's like, nah, I'm going to I'm gonna do me and I'm going to go this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's how the album starts with that first song. Um, the one lyric that I have on here that kind of embodies that message in my mind said you're just a number to serve our funds and when you kill over you can be done so it's basically just saying like your life you're predestined you're predestined that's a word right predetermined predetermined predestined i don't know it's late i'm tired (laughs) for a purpose that you might not want to serve and his message basically and if you have anything else that you want to add on to it um, which is why music is so beautiful, because people can interpret it in different ways. Um, music and movies, which is why I love this segment. But it's basically the world sets you up to do one thing, just get old, make money, provide for yourself, maybe provide for a family, die, repeat the cycle. Your kids do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So he talks about that, but he's like, no, you know what? Like, that's stupid. I don't agree with that. I'm going to be Tyvertus and... um be myself so that was the first song in the album that's what i took from it was there anything you wanted to um to? yeah i agree in a lot of senses that the point of this song is to say that you don't you, you it's okay to stray from the norm because the norm isn't always the norm it's okay to not be everyone else it's okay to be yourself and um in this song I think this is like an introduction to him being in the real world because uh, I was going to say this later, but I can say this now. But I think the album called Being TV is basically supposed to be like a reality TV show about from him graduating high school, going to different points of his life and doing, uh, through different courses of his life. So the first song, Real World, is him graduating co- not college, high school and um, going out into the real world and doing his own thing and comparing himself to other people that is going to college, going to do other things, trying to live a bigger life, trying to make money from a bigger job. But, you know, that's not everyone's path. Like, he's saying that that predetermined, ta- sorry, predetermined path, you were saying, is not that's the same for everyone. That's what I was looking for, so. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how the album started. Second song in the album is called Solamente, um, which means only in Spanish. And for what this song was talking about, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I didn't have a whole lot of notes on. It just talked about kind of being by yourself, not really being able to trust a bunch of people because you just kind of are, you keep to yourself and you know what's best for you. So you just kind of want to be a loner but not in like a bad sense it's mm. just kind of like i know it's good for me there's not a lot of pe- there's a lot of fake people out there so yeah. i think that being 
by myself only. So Lamente is what's best for me. So he's he's learning about himself. He's learning about um, the things in his in the real world through his own perspective. Weird word. Sorry, son of but a like bee. it is true. Like he's going through his own own experiences, not taking other people's experiences as his own. So he's just solo dolo, trying to be himself in yeah. the real world. Um, good song. Didn't really have a whole lot of notes on it other than that. Um, <clears throat> the next song, and kind of the last song in a way, either this song or the next song is the last song and kind of... Like the first chapter. I think Okay, yeah. So I think these three are kind of like the first episode maybe or the season of what you were talking about that is tv the album so the next song is called drugs which i think at this point real real world was really good but i think drugs was probably at this point my favorite just Mm -hmm. out of the three that we listened to my favorite songs yeah um just because a had a really good melody with a like i really like that um but the message behind this song i thought was pretty interesting um, and the way that I interpreted it was basically he talks about kind of wanting to take drugs or just some sort of substance that would take him and put him in basically an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I thought was cool, which was different and how I took it, was he talks about doing drugs, but he doesn't talk about doing like the drugs that will kill him kind of drugs. It's more like psychedelics or something that would just have him make him have another P word. And then you just slipped up and said, sorry. Um, for those of you that don't know, we, uh, we use the P word a lot here. Um, the name of the podcast. So it's a joke within our circle that we just say the P word. Now we don't actually say the word. So Thomas just got a slap on the wrist cause he actually said the word, but Sorry, I guess that's worse than cursing. Correct. Um, you could say Fuck. the F word all day. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So even a line in specific, sorry, I have to tell you something real quick. So this is so off topic, but real quick. Um, I was on the FaceTime call with Jade earlier this week and she was at home and she brought up like me cursing a lot on the podcast. And she was like, why do you curse so much? I'm like, I'm sorry, Mrs. Crawman. I just, I just have a foul mouth. And she oh, was her like, mom was on Yes, it? her mom was oh. on FaceTime. And she was like, and then she also brought up my underwear about the whole thing. Remember that? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. She was like, do you have any more? I'm like, I, I threw them all out. I promise. So I have new ones. And she was like, okay, good. I'm like, okay. So I'm gonna try not to curse as much because uh, that was just for an example. He yeah, that was. Just he's not example, actually cussing. But like, but I'm, not, I'm not. I'm gonna try not to curse as much because uh, Mrs. Crawman listens to it. This is for you, Mrs. Crawman. Sounds like such a sweet lady. So if you're watching, hello, shout out to you. Um, yeah. So drugs talked about kind of what I was going into, and um, there was there was a line in the song. I'll try and find it. That literally said. Uh, I'm I'm doing drugs. Uh uh-huh. one's just ones that changed my mind up. Yeah. So I I, just, I was just looking at it. Um sometimes I do drugs, not hard ones, just the ones that change my mind up. So he's saying he's saying I'm doing drugs but not the kind that you need to check in on me for. It's just mm-hmm. kind that make me see life in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I that's the way that I took it. I thought that that was pretty interesting cuz at first you would look at it and you think about at least for me, when you think about drugs, you think about it. And drugs for me is just a very like hard word. So you just think about it in a kind of 
a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. But in this song, he's basically saying like, no, 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 like it's not bad. I'm fine. It's just I just want to kind of experience like a different look at it through keyword. look at life through a different lens basically yeah. yeah um so that was what i had for that song. i agree like i think this this song was really good and talking about um putting the word drugs and changing it into a different connotation rather than being a negative one because you're right a lot of people when they hear the word drugs they think of a negative connotation when in reality there's different drugs that help you see a different lens see um also even like help you help you with yourself like a lot of people have like anxiety um depression and like those are drugs that people forget are helpful with your body so even even drugs because some people can't get prescribed drugs for those people use different sources of drugs or different types to ease anxiety and depression and i think that's probably what he was talking about because yeah um i know tyverdez does struggle with some anxiety things so yeah sweet um so like we said, those first three songs probably had, in our mind, their own message, and then the album takes a bit of a transition. So the album starts off by talking about being very different and out of the ordinary and kind of just knowing who you want to be, but sometimes you just feel trapped because society wants you to feel one way about yourself, but you look at yourself and you're like, well, nah, I don't want to be a part of what they want me to be a part of. I want yeah. to be myself. So it goes from that to talking about a woman and talking about girls and just it not just specifically girls, but just kind of like relationships in general and how yeah. somebody makes you feel, which I feel like is the theme throughout a lot of movies and albums anyway, is love. Mm-hmm. And people just kind of express that in a lot of different ways. I think this is like the chapter where he meets a woman and like it, how it affects him and everything. So the first chapter, first episode you were saying, it's about him be- being on his own. Second one is going to be about a woman. Mm-hmm. So um, the first song in this is called We Would Have Some Cute Kids, which I didn't really have a whole lot of notes on but i think honestly i think to start off that message that's a really cool song because Mm -hmm. i feel like it just kind of encapsulates maybe sometimes what all of us think like the the whole game about wow this i like this girl i like this guy let me put their last name on the end of mine and like see how it sounds so this song kind of gave me a similar what i i was thinking i was actually just thinking that that's really yeah i was laughing in my head because i was like i was literally just thinking the same exact thing so this song kind of gives me that kind of vibe. We're just talking about, you know what? Like me and that girl, we'd have some really cute kids together. Yeah. And it, that, that's that's essentially what the song talks about. Mm-hmm. It's just saying, if is that what you have pulled up right now? Yeah, I said, literally the first lyric says, I've seen your face and we would have some cute kids. Yeah, so I that's how I interpreted it. And I just kind of look at that as in like a, like a, a very fantasy kind of yeah. message about being in a relationship or just having strong feelings for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything more you want to say about that? No, I think this is just like a, this song is a really good embodiment of like the first lovey-doveys you have whenever you um, either are dating someone for the first time or like early stage or like if you have a huge crush on someone, like like you said, you're talking about, what if I put their last name? What would it sound like with, like, with mine and stuff like that? Like those are the kind of feelings he's feeling right now. And it's, it's great because it's very cute. It's like a very adorable thing. You talk about like... Um, I think this is a song where he talks about like he could be a family man. He changed like I think that's the lyric where yeah, um, like about, I wouldn't want to be a family guy, but you're making me think that yeah. Right here, he said yeah, baby, let's pack the minivan. See the Hoover Dam. You're making me a real family man. Yeah. I'm like those are like hard lyric like family man. That's hard. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, I feel like that was a very good introduction to kind of the overall message that the next few songs. Have. Um, 
So the next song is called Stuck in the Middle, which is actually a TikTok audio. So um, if none of you guys have heard the song, if you take a listen to it, immediately you'll know what it is. Um, this is the like the Home Depot song, right? Where like it starts out with the the Home Depot melody where I think oh, it sounds like. I think so, yeah. Um, I think that's what he got inspired by. Yeah, so that's what this song is. Yeah. Um, this then, because I'd heard it before, but also just because of a, like a really powerful lyric on here, um, this was now my favorite song until the next song. So to me, that's the sign of a good album where you're like, damn, that was really good. And then you go to the next song, you're like, damn, that was really good. So similar to a band that I'm not going to talk about because we've oversaturated <laughs> it completely. But for, the, for those of you that listen consistently, you know what album we're talking about. We are just writing them hard our for. favorite band but they deserve it yeah. uh so yeah this song the lyric that really stood out to me so this song talked a lot about being stuck in the middle of a friendship and a relationship with somebody and for those of you that listen to this show regularly i've gone through something like that similarly um over the past few months and there was a point where it really kind of bothered me a lot um, and I think that this song did a very good job of just kind of representing what I was feeling through his own experiences. Um, but the one lyric that really stuck with me said, we're stuck in the middle of lovers and friends and we're losing every part of the benefits. So I went through a period where there was a girl that I really liked um, and kind of in the process of deciding, like, what are we? We're not ready to kind of, like, be official, be the next step, everything like that. That's not, yeah, that sounds gross. I mean, that sounds weird the way that I talk about it. It's but like alley. It's just, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's true. That's what happens. Um, and in the process of just kind of figuring everything out, we, we, we just lost so much of, like, what made our relationship good in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so this song really spoke to me. Um, I know... You've heard it a lot more than I have. So. Well, I like I like this song as well because you see it through the lens of like a relationship and like um, I mean I go kind of the same way, but I can see this through like a friendship as well because you know people friendships any relationship any ship I guess goes through rough patches and like usually whenever you go through a rough patch with like a friend sometimes you don't know like where you guys stand you're kind of just stuck like. Uh, I know we've gone through that before like we were so friends before but like we just didn't know where we stood before and I mean that's just something you guys don't know until you talk about things and <coughs> yeah it spoke to me a lot maybe not as not as much as you do or like as much as it did to you but yeah. this is it is a great song and it's just really catchy as well so. um, that was the first thing that I said on our first take of this which I think is actually pretty funny um Lucy, in a very cordial way, F you, because <laughs> it seems as though a lot of the, I, and I mean that affectionately, of course, I don't actually mean it, um, but a lot of these songs and movies and everything that we've been watching, not just for you guys, but also for us, just kind of for pure form of entertainment, they seem to come at very specific and weird times, yeah, like they I just, agree. it makes sense for where we are in life, so a lot of what Ty talks about in this album, I'm just like we were sitting back and I was like, "Damn!" But like I literally looked back at you a couple of times, like when we were listening to the album, and I was like, "He was like, oh my!" God. Because it it, just, it relates so much, and it's just you just can't help but just be like, "All right, damn it." Um, 
But same with the other album, again, that we're not going to talk about, just came at a very important time, which I talked to my mom about the other day, actually. Because wow. she listened to the album, or she listened to like, some of the songs. I don't know about All The Way, okay. but um, she was like, yeah, I, I remember you guys talking about it came at a very, or you talked about it came at a very important time in your life, and it sounds like they're singing through a cup the whole time and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, mom's just being a hater. But, um, all right, all right. but yeah, so I think that's funny that these songs and albums and movies and stuff like that come at a really very specific time in our life, which is hilarious to me. But um, anyway, the next song, which this was my, I think definitely top two or three for me on the album. Um, But the song is called bad, bad news, which it had its own message, but it just had a complete like melody flip because this one was a lot more like R and B soulish because it starts out with that art, an artist that we listen to, which you guys should also listen to, and maybe at some point we can review his album, um, Bruno Major, where it's just a complete like, like very slow melodic tone mm-hmm. to it. Um, but easily at this point, it was my favorite song in the album. Um, basically, just talks about like a hey, I got some bad for- news for you. I really like you, and even one of the lyrics throughout the song talks about don't act like you don't like this bad news because you've probably been waiting for me to say this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, complete change in the melody and tempo. Huge fan of it. Um, the lyric that really struck me said, don't care if I live my whole life confused, I'll be clueless with you. So again, just hard. talking about blind love and just kind of, I don't know where this is going to take us, but I'll go on the journey with you kind of thing. So. Um, I've never heard this song before. So like most of the songs before I, I knew I listened to. Um, but when I heard this song for the first time, I think me and Cole looked at each other like, Ooh, like we were not expecting that at all. <laughs> I, I remember I, I looked back at Thomas immediately and I was like, Ooh, this song is good. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just not what I was expecting because, um, just like Cole said, it was just a different change of pace. Um, it was a change of pace of like what he normally sings. Cause he normally sings like, upbeat i'd say like pop style music would you say um it's it's pop but it's very like rb based pop yeah it's like rb based pop but like this song was like you can feel like it was r&b type style yeah like it was a really good um change of pace and sounded very pleasing to listen to Mm -hmm. so um and the message overall was really good just saying because i had the same lyric too saying um was it no matter what uh, i forgot the lyrics it was called yeah, I don't care if I live my whole life confused. I'll be clueless with you. Um, that's a hard, hard message because I say hard as in like it was really good because, you know, that, that shows the love that he has for this woman no matter what happens. Um, and that's some true love dedication right there. So. Yeah. Um, so you go from this song, which is a lot slower and just has its own like, hey, hate to break it to you. I'm in love with you kind of vibe to it to a song called something to cry about Mm -hmm. which just kind of talks about like the pains of falling in love and just having these super strong feelings for somebody Um, like the like the the song itself even just starts out saying I kind of like it when we fight but that's a secret that I saved just for myself like it's just like it's it's not going to be easy but we're gonna fight for it and we're gonna make it work just because I just how much I like you um did I have yeah? So the one the one lyric that stood out to me, um, 
said, writing all of my feelings down when you read them just sound it out. So for me, the reason that I thought that was pretty cool um, was sometimes when people talk about their feelings, it's 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 pretty hard sometimes to kind of just empathize with people. Um, I try to be really good about it, and I mean we're we're all not perfect, so mm-hmm. um, it's it's just kind of hard to feel sometimes what somebody else is feeling. Um, but in this sense, he's just saying when I write down my feelings, either in these lyrics or in some other sense, sound it out because some people have a lot better time understanding something when they speak it out loud. Mm-hmm. So he's just talking about a little bit kind of like empathy and understanding um how he's feeling about somebody and he's just kind of talking like cynical almost about like i like it when we fight because it's like we're seeing each other truly and we just need to like work stuff out so mm-hmm. um this is a good song because i think this is well he talks about one of the lyrics he says maybe let my emotions out my therapist would be so proud of me um and that's right before your lyrics of oh I'm writing all of my feelings down when you read them out, just sound them out. And I think this is like a really good lyric and just good song overall because it talks about how he's speaking his emotions for the first time to this girl. And like, um, I guess she's just not receiving it or like just does not understand it. So that's why he's writing it out. And like you said, in order for her to understand better, um, he wants her to read it out. Um, but even all through that, he knows that he's loving her like unhealthily. It, like it's not a, it's, it's not a two way street right now. It's just a one way street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the latter half of the album, there were a couple songs, um, unless you have something different. I didn't have a whole lot of notes on, um, they were good songs, but I think of the ones that we listened to on the album, these ones, I guess in a certain sense, just, I didn't enjoy as much. They were good songs, but I just didn't have a whole lot of notes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but, I mean, so the next two songs after that are Fake Prophet and I Deserve to Be Alone, which kind of fall under the similar Liking Somebody tree in the album. Um, did you have any like specific notes about um, these songs? If I remember correctly, it was something about Fake Prophet where um, I think pr- Fake Prophet was talking about how his girl that he was dating before was also or like the girl that he was dating at the time her previous ex was like big famous people and uh he was kind of like jealous of them and like saying that he has to compare himself to like his ex like his exes or his girlfriend's ex so he was always worried about that Mm -hmm. but then he realizes like i'm being a fake prophet and like telling people to live their own life and be themselves while i'm over here actually worrying about other people's lives and trying to be them when in reality i'm i'm just you know being a fake prophet yeah um i think those are good lyrics because you know sometimes in our lives we we lose sight of our path we lose sight of our goals and it's good to acknowledge it and come back to the road and come back to the pathway that we were originally on so yeah that's it for a fake prophet i think deserve to be alone you have anything for that one not really that one's just another song that's just talking about I think after just the breakup saying um, he needs to be alone. He deserves to be alone at this time in order to heal and become a better person. Other than that, no. Yeah. Um, So the next song that I had notes about was called um, Feeling This Bad Never Felt So Great. Um, Which, again, just kind of goes along with the theme that we've been talking about of just loving someone's hard. Um, 
either like in in terms of a girlfriend, wife, husband, boyfriend, something like that, or just even your friends. Sometimes you just love somebody so much that you just want to work everything out, even though there might be some times where you just really despise somebody for kind of the actions that they make. I don't, <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, it's it's another case of Cole trying to talk smarter than his mouth will let him. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, so um, the so this one had a, a really specific lyric that I interpreted very differently. And then the first time that we did this take, Thomas and I talked about it a little bit, and we just kind of worked through mm-hmm. how cool I thought it was. Really, um, so the lyric was. You got my hoodie, but you can use it. I got six more, and they keep me warm just fine. And the way that I interpreted that was this girl that he likes keeps his hoodie, and he can see that it means a lot to her, and that's a sign of like, hey, I have a boyfriend. This is his hoodie. Because that's a thing just kind of throughout relationships where it's just like the girls tend to borrow the guy's clothes or something Mm -hmm. and just wear them. Um, like jerseys and hoodies and stuff like that. Um, but this one, the the reason that I thought that this lyric was so cool was it's just saying he can see how important that it is to her. But he's saying like, well, one, it's just a hoodie. I got six more. Like they all keep me warm. Yeah. And like I like you guys know, there's hoodies that might be warmer than others. Whatever you have a better design, mm-hmm. even if it's your favorite one, she can keep that because that it just means so much to her. But. I'm chilling at home because I got another hoodie and it works just the same. So I that's been a, a pretty cool concept just thinking about in relationships. And I think for him to kind of put it in that way really spoke to me just kind of like in a different way. And um, you were talk, I remember you talking about the first take when we were recording that is that even in you can interpret it as like you have a sentimental value to this hoodie. But like I don't really like it's just a hoodie to me. Yeah. And like it's it's just something to keep me warm and. You know, I have, you know, six more at home. That mm. doesn't, you can take as many, many as you want. But now actually listening to the song a week now, because I've actually been listening to the song. Um, this is talking about like after breakup. So like he doesn't, he probably had a sentimental value to that hoodie now, probably in relation to her now. But now that they've broken up, because the, the lyrics right after it says, um, it follows up. Uh, I'm learning to be with, I'm learning to be with just me. Up in my head, it gets scary. Haven't called you back in weeks, but this is the first time I, I feel carefree. And, like, I think it's talking about how the reason why he said those lyrics is because um, he doesn't have a sentimental value to those sweatshirts anymore or hoodies because now he is moving on to become himself and now he's ready to be alone and feel himself now, mm-hmm. feel his own emotions. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of the last song that had a lyric that I just thought was super like, whoa, like when, when we heard it, it was just, I need to like take a step back for a second to think about it. Um, the next song was called happy till it hurts. Um, pretty good message. I didn't really have any other notes about that one. If you did specifically, um, what was kind of like the central idea for this one? Do you remember? This one was just talking about that um, that he he's in this like carefree lifestyle right now. When I say carefree, it means like he's living a life that um, he's just trying to be as happy as possible, no matter how how much it hurts him later on. Yeah. But he's just trying to feel happy, trying to be his own thing. Because he said, because what was it? 
Um, one of the lyrics said, gave up 10 times, but not enough to go back home again. I don't got my friends because I broke hearts. Scream, scream words, truth hurts, eat dirt. So this is basically talking about how, like, he's just trying to be his happy, and he kind of, like, cut off a lot of people to do his own happiness. Um, another, he said, smoked a joint, and then I did a couple shrooms just to, you know, feel something and be happy. He's, he's just trying to be happy until it hurts him later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much it for this song. Um, so the last kind of looking back on it now more too so we said that there were kind of two themes the first one was talking about kind of being yourself and deviating from what you think the world wants you to be to talking about a girl and relationships or or not even just a girl just somebody important in your life that you really care about um kind of fighting through that and kind of the emotions and everything that you feel through that process and then the end of the album i feel like he kind of reflects on himself a little bit mm-hmm. um specifically with this second to last song called mama told me i'm a bee mm-hmm. and this song i had a i remember i talked about in the first take that we did it reminded me a lot of special by SZA when we reviewed that album um when we reviewed sos um I think this would be like a really good and a really sweet song live because I mm-hmm. think was this like a ukulele song? It was like a ukulele, or like a like guitar, mainly, mainly a ukulele, like gu- guitar combo. Yeah, um, it had a lot. There was a, a lot softer tone behind it, mm-hmm. um, and it just talked about like the one of the first lyrics in the song says, um, "His mom is saying, time to go. You're too special to lay around in my house and take up space." So it kind of just talks about that like mother-son relationship where it's like my baby I know is something special and kind of going along with tying into rather what happened at the beginning of the album talking about I know that I'm special and I want the world to see it kind of thing. And in this song it's talking about my mom knows that I'm special. Um, so it like this, this, the whole song talks about my mom told me I'm going to be a star one day. Um, he talks a lot about his parents kind of throughout the album about, um, how his dad kind of like thought that him dropping out to pursue music was stupid and kind of weird, but his mom was like, Hey, you, you go out there, you do it, you be yourself. And then at the end of the song, it even says, it talks about them moving him into his house in LA, kind of trying to pursue his dreams, make money. And it says, um, it says you're mom hugged me and said you're just getting started i know that my star will find a way and just talks about even if everything doesn't work out you can come home because i'm still going to love you and at the end of the day you can say that you tried you tried to make a name for yourself in the music business and i think he has so far so um yeah this song was good because i think this would be if if we're still talking about like a tv episode sense this would be an episode where he's reflecting on his life after everything that's just gone through um this is an episode where he's reflecting from the beginning trying to see who's been there for for him from the beginning as and as you can see it's his mom who's just talking about um first lyric says mama told me i'm gonna be a star one day the next couple of lyrics saying uh you're gonna do something for the human race another one said mama told me i'm gonna be a star one day went to all the games i didn't play and it's he's reflecting on like who was his biggest supporter and it was always his mom mm-hmm. um because later on as cole was talking about um he talks about how he's moving to la and he's 
going to figure this out on his own now because now even though he's on his own his mom is always going to be there to help him um because at the end of the lyrics he's saying that um i said but she helped me move to my apartment in the center of downtown la um so he's now moving on to bigger things but he has to remember that he looks back and says my mom has always been there for me and is my biggest supporter so even if i think i'm alone i'm not alone because my mom is always there mm-hmm so um great sweet 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 song yeah so super sweet like i said i think it'd be phenomenal in person so mm-hmm. if ever if he's ever in the area and i get to go see him i really hope even though this is his second most recent album um if he performs that song i feel like that'd be really it's a dope. great a great like seeing him in person was amazing honestly did he play that song in person he didn't play that song he played mainly his like popular song so he played because um, he also had another album that come out came out that year, which was HDTV. So he played some songs from there, um, which is really good. But he played most of his most popular songs from here, which was A-OK, um, We Would Have Some Cute Kids, Drugs, and Stuck in the Middle. Those are his big songs yeah. in this album. Um, I can imagine that he would be a really cool person to see live. Great performer. He was also high on stage, which made it ten times better because he was funny. Shout out to song Drugs. Um <laughs> Be safe. Don't do drugs. Um, Only ones that change your mind. Or you can send one message. (laughs) I'm Um, just joking. Yeah, the last song in the album, which Thomas just brought up, was called A-OK, which is a top three song for me. Um, Definitely one of those, like, listen in the car with the windows down, just kind of with your friends, chilling Mm -hmm. out kind of thing. And it just kind of ties the whole thing together just talks about hey everything that i just talked about all of the stress and the struggles and trials and tribulations that i just wrote out for all of you guys in these songs at the end of the day everything is going to be okay like no matter what life throws at you you're going to be fine and you're going to make it out okay so Mm -hmm. that was that was my essential yeah so hearing this song like a lot because i I play the song a lot um it it's it's a good reminder to think like no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what is happening, you you won't know at the end of the day that you will eventually be a okay. No matter no matter what's going on, um, and it's a good reminder because we all get caught up in our lives and think like, oh, we're not gonna be able to graduate, we're not gonna be able to um, finish this class well, we're not gonna be able to, I don't know, make this deadline, we're not gonna be able to get this job. Eventually, it's gonna it's gonna be okay because you know I think it was last summer no two summers ago that I was in that those like slumps as well and you you kept reminding me like you're gonna be fine like everything's gonna be fine because mm. you had a lot of things lined you were telling me like I had a lot of things lined up but like my response was like yeah but like I'm not there yet like I'm I'm just sitting here just in my room every single day doing nothing going to the gym and you're like mm. dude that's fine like it's all eventually gonna be okay here I am so yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else really in the first take or just kind of in general that we had extra notes that we wanted to talk about. Mm. Um, I think like the representation of TV and how he played each song was very good. Like the way he like, uh, I guess went about it because he separated each song as in part of his lives and it was really really good because it, it was basically like watching a tv but instead of watching a tv you were listening to like a tv show yeah which was very interesting because uh it's just very like a new way to think about it because many people don't really talk like people talk about their lives and talk about their experiences through songs as well but it's not as like 
concise as this. At least I don't know other albums that are concise like this um, because it's very easy just to follow along and see like what he's feeling at this moment in this song. So yeah, that's what I have to say. I don't know what you got. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really have anything uh, extra. I think we're we're about to give a rating. I think lyrically alone, I would hold this album in a lot high regard just because kind of the point that I was at and still am in life and just kind of the message that a lot of these lyrics conveyed. So lyrically alone, I would give this album a 10. Mm-hmm. Um, in totality, just with some of the things, I guess, in my opinion of the song, sometimes maybe the song sounded a little bit the same. They had a mm-hmm. pretty similar vibe to him and everything. Yeah. His voice sometimes, I was kind of, eh, I, don't, I don't really know. <laughs> um, I probably used like a seven and a half. So I, was like I seven think that's what I said last time. I think when we went first time, I think it was around like seven and a half, closer to eight, mm. maybe maybe eight and a half, like not really, because you're all right. Most of the songs did sound like repetitive or this like very similar. Yeah. And that's just his style of music. But, you know, I, I don't really blame you for that because... Um, unlike Harbor, that band, <laughs> we we were so close. Um, a lot of his songs don't sound like the same because like our band uh, have a lot of songs that like you can't really tell which song is which sometimes. Yeah. So this like him, you can tell which song it is, but you you can feel the same vibes most of the time. Like it's very flat line, same vibes for the most part. Yeah. Um. So, so what will we'll be your like concrete rating? I'd say like eight then. Eight? Yeah. Okay. Um, what did I? What do we give SZA? Like ask Ali. She would know. She would remember. I think it was like eight and a half. No, I think I think I said like six and a half, seven. Maybe. Really? I oh, think so. I. Oh yeah, my rating was higher than you because then yeah, Ali got yeah. on us and she was like, "Well, you guys don't know music, so." Yeah, and I'm like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> Word. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I feel like uh, based off of like everything that we've kind of heard and everything, I think it's pretty solid um, mm-hmm. answers to that. Um, as to try not keep it as long as a perspective episode, um, we're going to cut it. But also, because I didn't mention this at the beginning, we are in another new setting. We're in Thomas's room. Um, oh, yeah. The last two places you've seen. The first one was in Allie's apartment. The second one was in our common area. And then now this is Thomas's room. Um, this is where a lot of if not most of like season one, like where the episodes came from, we're completely in this room other than maybe like three of the episodes. So yeah. Like when he, when we had guests on, it was like outside, but Zuri was out in the common area. Brandon, we did in the common area. Mm-hmm. And then the first one we did out there. And I think every other one that we did was in here. Yeah, pretty um, much. Cause it was always as comfortable too. Yeah. Cause it also, it sounds better in here, but also, he gets to do that, so like it's the, so comfy. Like the uh, "Don't Worry, Darling" episode that we did, where he was. Just, so <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, Christina comment about like my <laughs> me, like how comfy I was. Christina was like, "Dang, he looks really comfy in that." Yeah, so. you should like look at look at all my uh, squishmallows and everything. Which right was now. true, yeah. He's so comfy. got the whole setup over here. So, um, but yeah. So thanks everybody for tuning in to this week's. Music and Movie Monday. Um, next week will be a movie. We haven't gotten there yet because what, what are these what? noises you're making? Nothing. Don't okay. worry about it. Next, next <laughs> week is going to be a movie. Um, we'll figure that out. If anybody has not given a suge- suggestion yet, please put it either on this episode's announcement on Instagram or on YouTube when 
you guys hopefully listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, am I missing anything? I remember last week at the end, uh, this was just a quick thing, uh, give a review of the Truman Show because... Yes, so we... I th- Thomas talked about it in the Don't Worry Darling episode um, that Don't Worry Darling was just kind of a cheap knockoff of the Truman Show. And we watched the Truman Show and I was blown away. Super sweet, super cool message. Amazing movie. Definitely, if that's what they were going for, which pretty much is what was happening, Truman Show, phenomenal movie. So if you guys get the chance to watch that, highly, highly recommend it. What would you rate it? No lower than a nine. Probably higher. I'd probably say like 9.2, If I really have to think about it, but that's not what this episode's for. So just off the top of my head, no lower than a nine. Jim Carrey killed it. He's normally known for being a lot sillier and goofy. Yeah. He was in this movie. But he was like more serious. At certain points, but this was like an Oscar performance. Mm -hmm. He didn't win. Uh, I don't even think he was nominated, Mm -hmm. but um, in my mind, an Oscar like winning performance like he definitely could have won um in the year that this came out but yeah so without trying to drag this out any longer than it needs to be and saving you guys' energy for wednesday when we have we don't know yet on um yeah we're gonna go ahead and end it here so until wednesday everybody we will see you later peace bye y'all